Welcome back to Between Two White Coats, a podcast designed to help you be the healthiest version of yourself. I'm Dr. Michelle Plaster, a family medicine doctor. And I'm her co-host, Amber Foster, a family nurse practitioner. In our combined 30 years in medicine, we've seen a lot. We're discussing key issues surrounding health and wellness, answering some of our biggest questions, overcoming health obstacles, and giving patient-centered advice in hopes of educating you and providing the tools you need to live a healthy life. If you find our podcast helpful, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will help other people find our podcast. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to serving you. Hi, welcome, and thank you for joining Amber and I today. We are going to talk about a subject that is, um, I think, a love-hate relationship (laughs) for us. Yes. And uh, I think me more than Amber, um, but also a love-hate relationship for many of our patients and the people that we know. Today, we're going to talk about movement. There are so many different things that we can call this. Uh, We try to steer away from exercise because people hate exercise. And so we want this to be something that you can feel good about. Positive. We want positive movement. Yes. Positive movement Um, or activity or any other phrase that sits well with you. But we really want to focus in on movement. So today we're going to talk about what movement is. We're also going to talk about movement across different um, ages. So I will get started with pediatrics. So, well, maybe we want to do what movement is first. Sure. And and first, I think maybe I even want to convince you to move. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's true. Because we can start with what it is and why it is. And here's what Amber and I know after, you know, I, I don't want to say how long we've been doing this because it might let you know our age. But after doing this for a while, we know that... It is typical that you're in the doctor's office and you hear things like, you need to exercise more. And then end of story, moving on, that's all you get. And so we would like to let you know why and try to compel you into why you need to exercise more. And then we're going to move on to all the other good stuff. Sounds good. So why do people need to move? Why do we want people to move? Where is the power in this? Why does it even matter? Well, once you get moving, you can stay moving. And that is huge because when you are sedentary, it puts you at risk for so many other diseases. It can put you at risk for a mental health disease, a cardiovascular disease. Um, you just get weak. You get debilitated if you're not moving. Yeah, you touched on a couple of things. I want to list through what moving actually does for your body. Building muscle, building bone. And so as we age, it's gonna prevent osteoporosis, no broken hips, um, no other fractures. Uh, Building muscle is gonna keep you independent. It's gonna keep you able to do things. Um, Working on your cardiovascular is going to allow you to take a walk with your kids and not be like, hold up, you gotta give me a second. Um, And you know what happens when you do that and you're winded and you can't take the walk with your kids? You just stop doing it. Well, that's a little embarrassing and then you pull back and then you can do even less. Um, Keeping your heart healthy. Movement will help prevent heart attacks, help prevent congestive heart failure and so many other cardiac diseases. It keeps your lungs healthy, it keeps your brain healthy. People often ask us, like, how do I prevent Alzheimer's? How do I prevent memory loss? I have a grandma, a mom who suffered with that. I don't want it. 
Um, no one wants that. So get good oxygen to your brain all the time. That's one of the major nutrients. Improve the blood flow. When you move, your heart pumps. Your heart pumps more, it pumps faster, it pumps stronger. And it pushes all the nutrients and all the oxygen to every tissue in your body. So every organ, including your brain, stays healthier when you're moving. Um, there's really not a single cell in your body that doesn't benefit from you moving more. Uh, also, we have at least 10 times a day people telling us, my energy's bad. I don't know why, I'm just dragging. I like to kind of ask people general questions in most visits, and one of them is, how's your energy? And Never. I've been doing this 20 years and I've yet to have anyone say, it's great, <laughs> it's, it's perfect. So one of the things, and one of the reasons our energy is bad is because we have changed our lifestyles over time. Yes. We, people used to farm. Uh, they used to hunt and gather. Not a farmer. Not, not. I want to be in my real life, but I can't yes. be. Yes. Yeah. Um, we, we used to go outside and do things. We had to, to stay alive. Now our jobs, people used to work in factories. Now our jobs are more desk jobs. Um, it's more sitting still. There's a lot more technology that's doing that literal Remote, heavy lifting yeah. and people are sitting at desks. So we have to structure movement in our day because the movement doesn't just happen to get through the day. Yeah. Um, you have to plan it because our days are crazy. So like planning that if you work like from home or you're seeing patients, like planning movement matters. It does. I just had a little personal uh, story. I just had a conversation about my uncle who died a few years back at the age of 99. He was a World War II vet. And I was just asking his daughter more information about him. They're from Akron and he worked at Goodyear and um, and she was telling me he never drove. And I was like, well, how did he get to Goodyear? And she said, oh, he walked there every day. Well, how far was it? I'm thinking it must've been down the road. It was two miles. He walked two miles. He worked in a factory in making Ohio? tires like it was in Ohio all year round. And he walked two miles home. So lived to be 99, <laughs> but he moved as part of a way to get through his day. Yeah. He did not have to join a gym and try to squeeze <laughs> in his exercise. And so that's, that's how things used to be. But now we have to try to squeeze in our exercise because, you know, what, what is our exercise during the day? We walk from exam room four to exam room five, which mm -hmm. is roughly three feet away. <laughs> Back and forth. Yeah. Or I like walk from the car to tell my children to hurry up from their practice field so we can go to the next practice. Like so it, you can drive somewhere. I'm drive, um, child Uber. Yes. And my watch yells at me all day, yeah. screaming at me to move, please. <laughs> please move. Um, so I, all of this to say, we have to put some focus on moving. Mm -hmm. All of this to say, moving is going to improve your health in every single way that you can possibly imagine, from your heart, to your brain, to your muscles, to your bones, to every organ in your body. And if you want to age healthy, you need to move. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say just on the aging healthy to move, we lose muscle every single year after age 35. It's not looking um, good for us. It's not looking good for us. <laughs> and some of you may be below 35, but you're going to get there. Yeah, and, and just some keep of moving us, if you are. Some of us can r roughly remember 35. Yeah. And so uh, it's interesting. You lose 1% to 2% of your muscle uh, mm. every year after age 35. Um, so let's look at what happens when you're 65. You have lost 30 to 60% of your muscle. 
Um, this is when you're saying, I want to retire. I'm going to travel. I'm going to go to Europe. Yeah, or you've got well, grandkids you want to take to Disney. Yeah, you're going to hike around yeah. Disney and Europe, which I think is about the same amount of right, to get around Disney <laughs> as to get around Europe. Um, <laughs> you're going to hike around these places at age 65 when you've lost 60% of your muscle. Yeah. You are not. Mm-mm. We see it all the time. People who had plans for their later years that they have not sustained their health and they cannot do those yeah. plans. And so do not lose 30 to 60% of your muscle by doing nothing. Um, so let's talk about movement with kids. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, I was like, oh, let's get started with that because that's fun. But we had to tell you why. We had to convince you first. So moving, movement with kids, and I know you can say this. We both, we both are moms. But um, like when I was growing up, like my children still can't believe that we used phones that were like attached to the walls. Yeah. You know, so they have such access to technology. And listen, I go down the rabbit trail of like all the things too. Like I can scroll for 30 minutes and be like, oh my goodness, 30 minutes has gone by. So kids are so used to using technology as entertainment. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but there definitely has to be boundaries. Like, Because we what are you up, doing on technology? You're just sitting there. Yes, You're just sitting there. Being sedentary. And like I remember, and even with my children, even now, um, you know, riding our bikes. Like my mom did not, we were riding around the neighborhood like, she wasn't really worried. Not that I, I was like, okay, kids, tell me where you're going. I was probably a little bit more hover than my mom. But, like, we rode bikes all the time. We yeah. played outside. We rode um, skateboards. We did rollerblades. And we don't see, maybe in some children, but the activity of, of kids has definitely changed with the advancement of technology. Um, and then, in turn, we've seen a rise in childhood obesity. Um, and so the concept for pediatric patients or for children and even for adults is like we don't want to call this exercise or weight loss because that really starts messing with people's heads and I don't want that to come across when I meet with obese children I say okay this is not about weight this is about health and so moving matters and so getting that to be even like a family thing when I have you know tearful children and their parents because they've been made fun of at school or they can't they didn't make a team or they're not you know whatever it might be because of their weight you know they feel bad about themselves they don't have any energy um i'll tell parents like you have to be accountable like go on a walk with your mom make her go with you like make sure they're doing exercise because it does have to be um family focused because you don't want it to honestly mess with their brains about weight yeah so like you know when you when you incorporate healthy movement when they're two three four five that's all they know and so then that becomes a lifestyle and that becomes yeah. something that can sustain them until they're you know past 35 and we're worried yeah. about muscle mass weight exercise can't feel like punishment yeah. and the kids who are saying well i don't like sports yeah um exercise doesn't have to be sports sport, yeah yeah, they can throw on their favorite songs and dance. Yeah, the, the just dance time. things. Listen, I have done that and like about died on yes, the just dance. Uh huh. Me too. I had to catch my <laughs> breath. What Shakira and I? Whoo, <laughs> <laughs> that one got me. Um, and you can put on if they love their technology. Then, like we fit and yes. some of this, like using There's the technology to all play the tick. I call it ticky talk because yeah, the ticky talk dances, the ticky talk dances. Like <laughs> that'll get your heart rate up. You know, yeah. do something fun if you want to. If technology is a part of 
things that they like, then make it enjoyable and make movement a part of that. Yeah, we uh, have our nine-year-old's chores that he does for his allowance. One of his chores is regular exercise. And so, and I'm trying to just create for him the mentality that this is just something that you do as part of your day so that as he ages, he's always putting into his brain, well, did I do my movement today? Was I active today? Yeah. And so we you know, say, well, did you do what you were supposed to do? Um, he's nine, so one of them is like, did you take your shower this week? <laughs> brush your teeth yes did you brush your teeth and and did you do your exercise did you do your movement and uh, and I try to just always have him like he loves to play basketball go outside and play some basketball or um let's go for a walk together when he gets home from school instead of us sitting and talking about his day we'll put our shoes on and talk about the day while we're moving um but making sure that we're really instilling in kids the importance of this for their lifelong health and having them find a way that they can enjoy it. And they like it, yeah. Um, Super important, and as you mentioned, um, pediatric obesity in America is such an epidemic of a problem. And it's heartbreaking, the kids, when they come in, it is truly heartbreaking, because they, they most often it's they become um, maybe more self-aware and it, it affects their self-esteem. It does. It absolutely does, and it affects their health, health because yeah. we have more kids with type two diabetes, yeah. kids with high blood pressure, kids with high cholesterol than we've ever had, and it's diet and movement related. Yeah. And so many things on the ticky talk and all the things you know they they look at how other people look, and a lot of times it's not real you know and so they're already comparing themselves at a young age to like what they feel like they should look like so it becomes this cycle of um you know just i've seen a major major rise in anxiety and depression in kids um, along with obesity yeah and one of the things that movement does is release endorphins yeah and when you release endorphins decrease your stress hormones there is a chemical thing going on in your body that exercising has created that helps with depression and anxiety that helps work you through your stress and so i think if you at any age are struggling with just stress management or trying to get depression anxiety better controlled getting regular movement in is going to be a huge tool for that. And we have um, in this area in Georgia, um, Children's Health Care of Atlanta has Strong for Life, and we're certified um, in teaching that to kids. So we have kids that see us specifically for that. So, um, And they have wonderful resources online. So if you're listening and you are interested in any of that, it's all free and it's online. Yeah, awesome. Um, so moving out of like a pediatric population and into people in their 20s, you know, I think in our 20s, we're really creating a foundation for who we want to be and how we're going to spend our time and figuring things out. And Would you go back to being in your early 20s? Um, never. Never. Not for a minute. Because oh, it's I find, hard. I found that to be the hardest it, stage. And I think even when I'm working with and mentoring people in their 20s, like, oh, I, I think it's the hardest time. It is. And I think stress is high. Everything feels like huge decisions. That and they are. And they big are. Big decisions. And, so um, and it matters then, even more. Yeah. <laughs> you need a clear brain. <laughs> yes. And, and a lot of times kids have moved from... Um, high school to college, maybe they were participating in sports and doing other things where movement was just part of their normal day. And now they're in college, they don't have a PE class, they're not on the soccer team anymore. Yeah. So they really have to, maybe for the first time, make a conscious effort to be moving. Yeah, a coach isn't yelling at them to run that sprint. Exactly. And, and so moving and finding the things that you like to do in movement yeah. and really trying to create that foundation but this is so important, like we touched on, to mental health and the high stress of your 20s. 
Um, also creating that foundation so that as you age, you're going into your older years with more muscle mass. Yeah. So as if you lose muscle mass, you had more to start with. Um, you're helping maintain all the other things that can start to creep up on you mm -hmm. in your 20s, like diabetes or high blood pressure if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, but I think really just doing fun movement in your 20s, but being consistent with yeah. it. Um, then moving into our 30s, 40s, and 50s, uh, we're busy. You've got, you know, these are the years where you're taking care of the kids, you're taking care of the parents, yeah. and you're working full time. And it's often double income homes where we're not quite sure who's picking the kids up <laughs> and who's fixing dinner. And has anyone been to the grocery store in the last three weeks? Yeah. So, and you know, this is kind of where we sit. Yeah. Um, I'm like, Instacart, yes. And then I say we divide and conquer. Yeah. Like me and Josh. And so then where do you, I know you and your husband are super committed yeah. to your exercise and have activity. To get up really early. Yeah. Where do you carve it out and how yes. do you do it? So we have to get up very early. Um, I did not today because we had a game last night. So I, I did not get up early this morning. But we have to, typically if I want to do a true, like I can go run a, a, a three miles in 30-ish minutes. So if I want to do that quick, but if I want to do where I am tearing muscle, where I am moving, where I know that it's going to benefit me long-term, not that cardiovascular doesn't, but I, I tend to like weights. Um, I mean, I have to get up usually by five to get up. And, and then so you just knock your exercise out first thing I'm in the morning. Because I'm too tired. I mean, yeah. after, I always say our jobs are not physically demanding, and I know there are other people whose jobs are very physically demanding, but, you know, I am... Uh, my brain is tired <laughs> by yeah, the end of the yeah. day. And so I, um, you know, and I always say like, this is the easiest part of my day, which might scare some people, but you know, with, with, uh, I've done this a while now, like I have really great patient rapport, I feel like, and you know, not that things are not challenging and I take my job extremely seriously because people are putting their lives in my hands, but, um, you know, you, you know what you know. And yeah. so this part of my day, I'm like, Oh, please let me go to work because then after work, you know, I am running like a crazy mom and here Everything's everywhere. unexpected, yes. unplanned, and so. I need a poster, and it's 9 p.m. Yeah. Like, you know, so I could never, I have to do it in the morning. Your um, uh, your day gets stolen yes. from you. I think that Which I'm thankful. I know I'm going to miss it one day, but in the meantime, yeah. I just have to get up early. Yeah. So I am not an early person. <laughs> I do not like mornings. Mornings do not like me. Other people do not like me in, in the morning. morning. <laughs> um, but I have worked to, um, and, and I always wanted to be a morning exerciser. Um, but it doesn't work and stick for me. I, it's like the, I'm banging my head against a wall at what point will I realize yeah. this is not me. So I carve out certain times where I'll drop my son off at school and there's a couple days of the week that I don't have to come straight to work. I don't get started at work real early on those days. So I make sure I get my exercise. I, I do feel better for the whole day and yes. have better energy for the whole day when I exercise before I start my day. Mm -hmm. um, and then I make sure I get it on the weekends. So I still get it at the beginning beginning of the day, but I can get up on, at my pace and then I make sure that I exercise in, in the morning on the, um, on the weekends. But there are evening exercise classes, yeah. so sometimes if you feel like things are getting stolen away and you schedule it in, it will, you know, I'm not a, I like to exercise at home, but if I participate in a group fitness, then I've paid for it, I've signed up for yeah. it, that instructor's going to call me out next yeah. week when I'm not there. So sometimes that'll hold me accountable to get to the thing in the evening mm -hmm. when I'm a little bit tired yeah. or other people are starting to pull yeah. on my schedule and I'm like, I can't, I've already committed to doing this. Um, I do think when you're in your 30s, 40s, and 50s, 
protecting time for yourself becomes really important and you should not especially if you're a mom we no offense dads we're just not dads so i can't speak on their behalf but if you're a mom you can get the guilt the mom guilt of um oh i wanted to do this for myself and other people need me so guess what gets canceled first Mm -hmm. the thing for myself but if you enroll in that yoga class or you buy that exercise equipment and you say No matter what, everyone leaves me alone from 4 to 5 p.m. because that's when I'm doing my exercise. I do not think that asking for one hour throughout the course of 24 is too much. And you certainly have more to give everyone else if you've put a little fuel back into your tank. So carve that time out in your busy schedule and protect it. It matters. And, And it matters for your health now and it matters for your health in the future. And then moving on to, as we're in our 60s, 70s, 80s, movement has never been more important than as you age. As I said before, you're losing muscle every year after age 35, but when you get over age 60, this muscle loss increases, and instead of losing one to 2% of your muscle mass, you're losing more like 3% of your muscle mass every year, unless you stop it. And if you are building muscle, then you will not be losing muscle and you won't have that muscle loss. Um, We see people, one of the things we do in our wellness visits as people age is I just ask people, get up out of the chair and walk to the door. And just yesterday in this, I do this all the time. I said, wait, sit back down. And my patient's like, did I do something wrong? I'm like, now don't use your arms to get up out of the chair. And we have chairs without arms in the exam room. And so I make them get up without pushing Push. off and they can't do it. And so 60, 65 years old, one of the first things you lose is your hip flexors. Hip flexors are the secret to your independence. Yeah. If you want to stay at home and be able to do things for yourself, you have to have hip flexors. Hip flexors allow you to lift your leg to climb stairs. They allow you to push from a seated to a standing position, which means safely getting off of the toilet without assistance. And that's where the number one place of falls happen in our elderly population is in the bathroom bathroom. onto the hard tile floor where then you haven't been exercising through your life so what happens when you fall in the bathroom at age 65 you break your hip or you can't get up you can't get up and you're laying there for I've had patients that have laid somewhere for a couple of hours until somebody was like oh I couldn't get in touch with them and then they go check on them and they're in the bathroom floor we've had patients who develop rhabdomyolysis which is when your muscle starts to break down from laying in a place where you can't get Get up up for days Um, and then that causes your kidneys to shut down you know these are not small things that we're talking about are the consequences down the road of not moving Um, so do not let yourself lose that muscle and I ask everyone as we're aging um, what do you think is the most important thing to keeping yourself at home safe and independent Um, and my answer is always you've got to move you've got to stay active So I hope that we have compelled you to say, okay, to (laughs) shut up my physician, to shut up Amber and Shelly, I'm going to move. So what kind of movement should people start doing? I would say initially what you can do. Like, you know, if you're like, you know what, I just think I'm going to run a 5K, you're probably not the first time, but that's something that you can work towards. Um, And so I would say initially do what you can. If you don't know what you can do, talk to your physician, talk to your healthcare provider. 
Um, you know, there's lots of places that already have like gyms that have trainers on site so they can show you how to safely like get on a treadmill. I mean, how many times have people fallen off treadmills because we watch the videos and laugh? Yeah. You know, like those funny things. You can start with a physical yes. therapist. You can meet with your physician. They can refer you to physical therapy who can do a full evaluation to let you know how to safely start. Um, if you have cardiac issues, if you have a cardiologist, then consult with them. But there is cardiac rehab where you can go and in a um, medically monitored setting, start moving so that you're safe. Um, but I agree, start with where you can and focus on the good. Focus yeah. on what you can do, not what you can't do, mm -hmm. so that you're not discouraging yourself. And we want all of you to be working on your cardiovascular as well as your muscle building and strength. So do some walking, do some dancing, do some things that are going to make you sweat and make your heart rate go up. That's gonna help your heart and lungs. Um, but then also make sure that you are doing something to build some muscle. It doesn't have to be hard. You can grab two cans of peas out of the pantry and you can do arm movements with those peas. Yeah. You can get floor routine that you move your legs until they're fatigued. You're building muscle if you are repeating a movement until you can't repeat it any further. Yeah. When your muscle's sore the next day, those are good indications that you're building muscle. So we want you to work your cardiovascular and do some muscle building and make it a part of your regular routine um, try if you can 30 minutes five days a week of cardiovascular it really gets you to a even good place even if you have to break that up like I have some patients yes. that are like there's no way they couldn't sustain that but even if you walk you know five minutes around in the inside of your house but you're just getting your heart rate up and doing that in smaller increments like that still counts and anything that you do that is more than what you're doing now is going to yes. lead you to a better place so yeah. don't get discouraged but please consider doing some movement um, finding something that you like, encouraging yourself, and uh, patting yourself on the back for doing something more than what you were doing. We like to end you on a good note. Here's today's Tell Me Something Good. Teamwork. We do not get through this life alone. Whether your team is your family or your coworkers or people who are just letting you get in front of them as they drive down the street and you're in a hurry. We work as a team better than we work solo. So do your best to appreciate your team and be a good team member. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, take care of yourself.